Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is June 30th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, happy Friday. Summer hours. Legit Friday recording here. It is actually Friday morning, not Friday junior. We're getting, you know, I got a message yesterday from a listener or so, I don't know, Shotgun Start got a message. I forget where it was. So I got my first Happy Friday, Junior, in the office today. And it felt like just this complete initiation, complete sort of, you know, uh, uh, welcome into the, the the greater world. You know, a boy becoming a man, getting your first Friday, Junior, in the office. So this is a real Friday morning. You doing all right? You, you standing, it looks like? Yeah, I'm building up my stamina. I already feel it. You know, I did a I did a whole pod with bacon on uh, on the fried egg standing. It was great. I feel like I had some energy, you know, some just some pop that I usually don't have when I'm sitting, pop. you know. So uh, I'm excited. That's ridiculous. I'm excited. Ridiculous. I, this is the the new life. This is standing up. Is uh, it's the new uh, it's the new sitting. <laughs> That's what they're saying. So. Uh, uh, I made a remark. It looked like you were, you know, listening to the national anthem during before a game seven. The way you were just bobbing and weaving that's, around the office and the desk as you'd podcast. That's it, the so. best part about this is I can move around. I can, you know, as long as I have keep the good mic etiquette when I'm talking, you know, I can I can take a step back. I can, you know, I can turn. I can stretch. I can do all kinds of stuff while I'm standing. It is you know, it's a versatile thing. You could in theory while you're standing it'd be more more appropriate or more uh suitable to wear a cape <laughs> and as we have heard in valderrama this is our official live golf preview for valderrama they're selling high flyers capes at valderrama i've always Do we dreamed need to stock about, these i think i might get one for josie you know i think she I think would be I into talk it to myself would your kids? In would cape. your kids be in in on capes? Yeah, <laughs> we have multiple capes. We have several capes. They, you know, Wonder Woman and Greenland, <laughs> whatever else that that you know they're branded with. But I'm happy to get a high flyers cape because I don't know how many. Or would it be fallen fallen footwear cape? Which one fallen, would it be? Is are those the skater boys? Yeah, the fallen footwear. Okay, um, but yeah, it's it's kind of amusing. I, I made on the capes. It took a whole day, but I got in on the capes. I started, I laughed at it at first, but I think that's a good thing. You know what I think, Andy? What? I think this was the onsite. Uh, I'm sorry, the onset of the merger. This is the capes. They build a moat. They build a moat. Commercial opportunities that the, the behind the moat hasn't even thought about. No, they build a moat. And then they came in with capes. Oh. And they have an air, air attack. <laughs> and all of a sudden, our moat is useless and we need this arms race cannot continue and we need to we need to come to the table listen Moat, capes boom <laughs> done done and Harley and, and monahan they they caught an insider on live told them about the capes and they immediately had to come to the table it wasn't about about uh discovery it wasn't about you know a business this model moat is useless business now. model failing it was about the moat and and the lucrative opportunity that Capes presented as a merchant on-site merchandising <laughs> opportunity. And here we go. I you know I was thinking about something that HQ. Like I know you, you're a billion dollar sports league. You got to have a nice headquarters, but like man, it opened them up at the bad time. Just oh, thinking yeah. about the moat, like insane. Well, that, it's insane. not just HQ. It's the second thing they're building. That media compound that they're building right next door. I mean, oh, I was talking. I was talking to somebody at the U.S. Open. They're like, they have you know, twenty studios or something, some insane amount of studios. What do you think? 
What do you I think? Do you think they're giving the keys to Bolton? He's going to have a whole whole uh, power ranking show where he goes down the the top <laughs> top players in the history of every tournament. The the checkered every, history. Every. The Rocket Mortgage is now the uh, the well, Buick. Oh yeah, yeah. The Buick Open. That tweet got deleted post haste. <laughs> I, I, you know, yeah. Rob Bolton in the studio just announcing every field change. You know, <laughs> Guy Boros has withdrawn. There's the, that's the studio for that. They're just shouting it. But yeah, the the PGA Tour tweeted that Tiger has won three Rocket Mortgage Classics. Now I was I you know look we have come to expect this we expect the what what you know washing and scrubbing of history at every turn but even this one left me scratching my head it's like what 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 is the, what is the rocket mortgage his, rocket mortgage classic lineage where did that come from how did he win 3 how are we getting there i get that he's won a bunch of FedEx St. Jude's via Firestone. Well, that's the thing. Like I get- the FedEx St. Jude isn't the history isn't tied to the FedEx St. Jude anymore. It's it's taken yeah, on it's the Bridgestone. So Daniel Berger hasn't won any of the FedEx St. Jude's. Or is it the Barclays? Yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, like what could it be? Is it the Barclays slash well, Northern one of Trust? Those, that one's just gone. <laughs> okay. It's completely gone. Okay. Or maybe it is. Maybe it is that. I don't know. I think like honestly, a great a great Twitter account would just be tracking all these and providing context behind all of these changes right you know like really really drilling into what everything is because the bmw is obviously the western open that stayed unchanged but what's the boston event western not open but yeah uh i don't know the boston the barclays they're gone they're i think they're gone I don't. I don't what, know. Does the Does the Houston Open tie back to the old Houston Open, or is it a completely new event? Probably. I don't know. That's probably. But to suggest Tiger's win at Warwick is now all of a sudden this Rocket Mortgage Classic victory. He's won it three times here at Detroit Golf Club. Three mortgage three one three opens. Uh, was even when this event. Was the AT and T National, then the Quicken Loans National, and then moved from DC to uh, to Detroit? I I was so confused, but I, I think the PGA Tour is still confused, given that they deleted the tweet. They're sorting out how they want to frame this one, but yeah, that that's your PGA Tour history. What else do you want to talk about here? Summer hours Friday before we get to uh, get to golf advice. I mean, the, I, the PGA we could talk Tour about policy anything. board had a meeting. Yeah, they did. Peppy Peter. Uh, Adam Shupak <laughs> got a got a big Q and A with Peppy Peter. Um, was he Peppy? Yeah, he it. was. He was. He uh, he talked about how you know the different stages of how he felt about this deal. Um, one of my one of my favorite parts about it was him talking about how Liv. You know, it was endearing a little bit. He was talking about how Liv never. He was never offered anything from live he was sure, like and, and sure. rightly i probably you know i i didn't expect to be i'm the 250 yeah. whatever ranked player in the world is what he said yeah. and he's like he's like that being said it was never an option for me um you know other things he talked a lot about like the membership and how they have to build this back up but he he was mostly positive surprisingly you know with peppy peter he came out positive. He's always Peppy. I know. He's Peppy always positive. positive. I'm I'm convinced that you could tell Peppy Peter anything at this point and he would be positive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, this, the sky is falling, but... One know. of the things that was interesting, he talked about live players coming back. And he used DJ as an example. Um, that DJ would... Like, he, he, he's... So he, he goes... That's another thing we talked about at the board level. I do feel like when you look at uh, empirically at the live guys, we're probably looking at 15 to 20 players that potentially could want to play on the PGA Tour again. So it's not a ton, first of all. And the one thing that we've been very clear about, we've got, we haven't gotten to any specific job, but one thing that we've been very clear about is that you're not exempt on tour anymore. Like if your winner's exemption is over, you're not going to be handed a membership. Like you, you, like God, he uses a lot of likes here. 
I feel like Shoe, <laughs> I feel like Shoe Pack could have cut. Edit this yeah, they could have cut, cut yeah. some likes uh, out here and done yeah. the guy get better. I know I'm a like <laughs> abuser, so <laughs> it'd be, if, if I you know if I'm ever transcribed, I would. It would be nice if somebody cut out the likes. Like you have right. to earn your membership. DJ has had he had gotten to twenty wins, so he's a life member. But if you gave up your membership level, you got to go to Q School. It's going to be difficult for sure because there's going to be a situation where there's a guy who came back from the from live and he's in and someone else is going to be first alternate and he's going to be mad. Maybe this is addressing the guy Boros uh, anger in an opposite field event when guy is first alternate and uh, and Talor is in. I mean, <laughs> no, no, no disrespect to Peppy Peter and his sense of clarity, but I don't think they know how this is going to go at all. Nobody knows. That's what I was reading this. And I'm just like, he has no clue. He sat through an eight hour board meeting. I mean, I will say he gave long answers. Um, it's worth a read. You know, is there, but, is there a deal where everyone wins? <laughs> we could execute this perfectly. And there's still going to be a handful of members that are like, well, what about the nine 11 families? And what a great point they're going to have. We could do absolutely nothing. We could say we don't want this deal at all. We want nothing to do with it. And 200 people of the PGA Tour office could lose their jobs and the tour could shrink. And we could have less uh, less members playing for less money. Like, I think they get the reality of if this deal, that's the reality. If this deal goes under, it's almost better for the Saudis. Totally. I mean, what a terrible uh, position that the tour has found themselves in. I mean, yeah, they've got them by the balls, at least right now, for sure. And I th or, or they're just they're walking a tightrope. If you think about it just from money, just from money, you know, no PR, no image thing. This is a good deal for the tour. If you if you think about it, but there, that we don't get a look if. at it. If you you can't well, if, look at it in that vacuum, right? The tour and if they do they get control. Yeah. Peppy right? Peter it's also it's talked about the sponsors. Um in here, he says that from from the PGA Tours uh, you know, info, 5% of the sponsors are pretty unhappy. 95% are remain committed or happy. So, like let's just do some clearing of sales talk here. Okay. Five percent are unhappy. If a salesperson's relaying this, that means like twenty-five percent are unhappy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Five, uh, I'm trying to think who's who's unhappy. Like I remember, you know, being in, in a past life in sales. Really, still in sales a little bit. But like, you start to like be like, oh, this deal's gonna come in. This deal's gonna come in. This deal's coming come in. You're talking to your boss, and it's like. You know, you're on you're on the table for like five x of what actually comes in. So I feel like there's a five x multiplier of anything. Sure. And in this yep. case, projecting who's unhappy at five percent, we got to multiply it five x to twenty five percent. Like I can't yeah. imagine RBC's happy. Um, why? They dropped DJ. Remember the song oh, and dance they did. On the players, yeah. Well, that saved them some money, I suppose. Well, they yeah. reallocated. It, it, Are they going to re-sign DJ now? Are we going to get the great DJ commercial back? No, no. I assume they're unhappy for two years in a row. They had the merger and also <laughs> Live London dropped in their laps, you know, for the for the big Canadian Open. But yeah, they got they got a designated event at least this year. Yeah, it, it's. I don't know. The the we're at a point. Where it, I, it, the deal is out there or the framework is out there. And I think it could get really interesting um, in terms of it, it was pointed to me or, or framed to me a couple of days ago. Like, man, like these guys are all trying to like just jump on top of each other to grab whatever piece of the pie they can. And it's the golf golf pro golf is is eating itself or could be. And you know, you get these guys all of a sudden rallying around 
Patrick Cantlay. Unbelievable. Who, like, you know, pretty widespread understanding. He was doing some underhanded nonsense. Like, he was aggressively trying to control the future of pro golf or, you know, whatever, have a say. What in if Patrick, Patrick Cantlay became the, the dictator of golf? That wouldn't be good. And you know what? So he, so Adam Scott comes out and writes, a, writes an Instagram post and it's pointed at, at Eamon Lynch's article, you know, and Eamon's articles are, are pretty aggressive and cutting and, and he popped Patrick Cantlay. And it's reshared by Justin Thomas, Will Zalatoris, Max Homa, Ricky Fowler, Max Homa. Oh yeah, too. Max, Max, and JT are just uh, boys now. You know, JT. How many majors those guys have? J- Adam Scott has one, and JT is two. Ricky Homa, Zalatoris, like. I'm just thinking what Tiger would say. Every mean article that was written about Tiger or something mean said about Tiger. Tiger would, we know what Tiger would do. We've seen him. He handed Justin Thomas a thing walking off the tee at Riviera. That's what he would do. I mean, I'm not saying that's appropriate. But like, what are these guys mad about? There's an article somewhat critical of Patrick Cantlay. And these guys are being soft and they're like worked up about it. Like as they're all trying to eat, as they're trying to eat the sport and add to their pie, it's kind of it's kind of amusing. Like if someone attacked me in an article, yeah, I would be pissed. I would you can speak out and pop back, but it's a weird thing to do given like what Patrick Kelly's been conniving. But anyways, that's where we're at coming out of the policy board. It seems like they're trying to present some front of of unification right and we're in this together and we're not trying to fight with each other and uh, there is no coup but that's where we're at i i just think like it's it's a weird response to having something mildly critical written about you um and, and i wonder what tiger would do given all the things that have been written about him so well i mean i think anyway. that's where this is all heading right it's yeah. like the idea you know with golf especially Golf was already a sport where you couldn't really say anything about anybody. Like if you look at the way players are talked about in golf, it is like kid glove, you know, ball on a tee, tee ball shit compared to other <laughs> sports. I mean, the commentary, well, yeah. the commentary on telecasts in in articles is just Charmin level soft. And these guys are are as as Patrick as the offender said pampered f's yeah right right <laughs> and this is like the consternation of the pampered f lifestyle and like i mean let's be real here some of the people that are resharing this are probably some of the most pampered of all of them the most soft of all of them and that's like i i just think that the the PGA tour the players are just so, you know, I mean, they're, they're more so than any other sport. Like they, I don't think, I don't want to, I don't want to say all of them. This, I'm not putting all of them in a bucket, but the vast majority of them, you know, they're going to get more, they're going to get paid and everything, but them having to go through this, they kind of deserve it because they had no, you know, they just, they had no oversight as to what was going on. Nobody was like saying, hey, can we actually sustain this elevated purses? Because they were the ones demanding it and holding this hostage. They created this shit shit storm. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. With a really inept leadership team. The the combination of greed from the players and inept leadership. And like players in the whole organization refusing to update their league to the point where right. they had contracted labor because they wanted to stay a nonprofit. They created this whole mess. And now you have the deal that if it doesn't go through, 
Saudi Arabia is going to run golf. Yeah. And they might. And, and the thing about it is all those all those assholes that were reposting <laughs> that comment, if this deal falls through, I guarantee every one of those is the first. Those are the first 10 guys to live. Yes. Those are the, yes, they're, they're all, all running over there. Can't lay Adam Scott, Justin Thomas. All of them will leave just like high and dry. Leave the tour. That's the thing about which, it. And there was a kernel of truth in the Claude Harmon rant after the Oak Hill, like with some of like, you know, these guys just got crowned really. Yes. For, I don't know, being, I, I don't know, having some good wins, some finishes, but like, they're not Brooks Kepka, They're not Tiger. They're not Roy McElroy. They're not Phil, you know, it's, it's, but you know, these guys are all coming out of it, probably pretty much more wealthy than they were, but you know, and, and it was sort of their own, um, I don't know, just satisfaction, self-satisfaction with the model that, that they had. That, that got them picked off. Hey, one more thing. You talked about, you said the word inept leadership. And I, 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 I don't need to know what health issue Jay Monahan has, but we're now two plus weeks out. I kind of need, like, I, I think as a billion dollar sports league, I don't need I don't need to go through his health records. I don't need to know what's happening. I would like to understand. I think it should be communicated as any billion dollar business or what's league, going on. What the hell is the issue? Like, what do you think you can just say? Like, you know, we're deferring like we're, we're respecting his privacy and family. Like, yeah, do that. But communicate. You are two and a half weeks. You've told us he's OK. Somebody was supposed like, to talk at the, the Traveler. Jay was supposed to talk at the Travelers. He sa- he signed off after like he turned the sport upside down, saying, "You'll hear from me at the Travelers." How has nobody talked? At put the rules. Moment. Put the rules official up there. Put Ken <laughs> right, Tack. Have a five-hour policy board meeting. Put uh, Ken Tackett up not- there. Put somebody. <laughs> somebody has Mark to talk. Bobic. Yeah. Another thing. It, another thing. I want to put to bed from this from this Peter Malnati thing. Peter Malnati once again referred to the Saudis as an irrational actor. And I want to say to everybody, <laughs> to everyone who said that they were irrational actors, you're fucking wrong. They got exactly what they wanted and they're like <laughs> literally on the precipice, you know, if if the deal goes wrong, they will run the sport. That's not irrational. They just they preyed on a business that was completely ripe for this. And now they have they have what they want. They have a seat at the table, guaranteed seat at the table, possibly they are running the sport. And it's just it's just crazy that these tour players still like are rolling out that they were irrational actors. They weren't. They completely disrupted and turned the sport on its head. There was nothing irrational about it. It was smart. They completely outmaneuvered the PGA Tour and made them look like fools. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, I would just say, you know, on top of that, what's going on? Some communication. Like, it's just like, we're going to be forever. Just say, you know, Jay, we don't know. We're respecting his privacy. Like, I would do that. But like some communication of if he's coming back, if he's like what the deal is, like it's really kind of inept, think quite of, honestly. And let's just two think, and a half weeks. Let's think about this in okay. a different application. Let's just say there was a uh, a war going on. <laughs> okay. And, there's capes, there's moats, there's yeah, war. There's a war going right. on between two sides, and they've struck a peace treaty. And the the president of one country says, guys, I got to step down. I'm having health issues. (laughs) And then the country, that said country, they appoint these people, but nobody talks for two and a half weeks. What would be going on? 
Yeah. And everybody's concerned and go take your time. But then two and a half weeks later, we're told he's okay and we still have nothing. Where's where's the general? Like is he is he done? Who's, is, is who he is the general? Off in the sunset. Who's, What's the problem? Like yeah, the person who steps in, the vice president, would be on doing press conferences the day it was announced. This is it's, insane. And they had a eight hour. What was the policy board? Eight meeting? hours. What, the, and the leader. Like I like I don't want him to be there. I don't expect him to be there. Take his time. Be be healthy. Be good. But what's going on? What's happening? And and just like the the sort of I don't know hubris to think like or or naivete to think like you just don't have to do say anything. What what the plan is for two plus weeks is bizarre to me. All right. Um, light, light, bizarre? summer hours, light, light Friday podcast. Yeah, and here we are, 25 minutes. I put, in. I put a movie on for my kids. I was like, oh, it'll be 20 minutes. We'll be, we'll be quick. Uh, anyways, what is quick slugging my AG one every morning? That's a quick little five, less than two minute routine for me. I dump it in the cup. I put, uh, you know what? Let's do informal AG one tips. You got to put maybe this. You should maybe everyone understands this already. You got to put water in the in the shaker first. What? Right? Don't you put the powder in the bottom? Yeah. Eh, it clumps. It, it like sticks a little bit. Like better. I'm not saying it's bad, but the best. You sort just of must mixture. not must not have a good shaking arm. <laughs> good shake. I got a weak shake. Like you got a weak <laughs> knot. Like yeah, I. I put a little bit of water, then I put the put the AG one in there, then more water on top. It's it blends a lot better. Ah, Informal AG one tip. Interesting. Also, if you're using the travel packs, which you can get um, when you go to uh, uh, Athletic Greens, what's the mm. new URL? What do we got here? Oh, Athletic Drink onecom just butchering these new new talking points. We're, like, we're, an, old, over the we're place. an old dog. We're an old dog. He can't teach us drink, new tricks. Drinkag1.com slash shotgun. Drinkag1.com slash shotgun. You get uh, some five free travel packs and a free year supply of uh, vitamin D. With the travel packs, do a nice little cut on the corner. Diagonal cut. Because if you just rip across the whole top, you got powder coming out the top half over the you, edge of the bottle. What are you talking about? Don't you know I'm how to like don't tips. you know how to maneuver a little pouch? Like it seems I like do. seems like you I just, do, but I like to get every last piece of powder out there and it makes you you're kind of <laughs> you like can funnel the pouch. It. It's not that not that hard. No, I do funnel it, but you still end up with it spilling over the edge. Diagonal cut. Unbelievable. You get a nice little pour. I a can't nice little believe, funnel into I can't the believe you think about this that much. You know? I don't. I'm just I've I've you know why I think about it? Because I do this every morning and it's my routine and I've had a lot of practice with it. And if you can too, if you go to drinkag1.com slash shotgun. We should probably say get- we should say that this is good for your gut health. This is this gets you off to a healthy start. You're just talking about ways you mix powder out of a packet into water. You know what? I'm trying to give some people informal tips on how to use the product. After, you haven't even told them what the months. product is. Developed in collaboration with a team of doctors, scientists, and researchers, AG1 is a daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. That sounds like a good idea, a good endeavor. Uh, With science-driven blend of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients, AG1 delivers nourishment for the brain, gut, and immune systems. Listen, you know, AG1 got me off on the right foot this year. In a healthy year, I doubt I'd be standing at my desk if I didn't have the healthy habit <laughs> of AG1 every morning. So it blends into everything. Visit yeah, drinkag1.com slash shotgun. Shotgun. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I hope so. That's what we're going with. If if a, right. if a daily nutritional uh, you know uh, routine is what you're looking for, do this. Man, I was trying to be comprehensive. Well, you didn't explain what it was. You're just talking about mixing powder and water. It's ad read number 75. They understand what it is. May, there might be new it. listeners. They People might have tuned in yeah. to listen to us talk about the Rocket Mortgage's history. 
Ludwig Aberg. Uh, well, no, he was he was playing well, but now it's Adam Shank. He's eleven on. Oh, the Shank. God, half- what a year! Is Shank a dark horse Ryder Cup guy? Oh, well, no, no, he's not. No. How about Hoagie? He's a DFL country. So the, What's going on? The low point for the Hoagie heads. I mean, the question him. is, what's going on with him and what's going on with Thirst Bucket, who seems to be more interested in asking press conference questions and reposting complaints about journalists? Thirst Bucket. You can't, you can't ask, you can't ask questions at a press conference and then, you know, go and pop pr- the press. <laughs> yeah. You want to play like you're a member of the media? Then you can't turn on your... <laughs> well, he is playing like he's a member of the media, to be completely honest. <laughs> Team on 27. He's three Thomas. under today. He's going, going through some stuff but uh, with this swing. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, hopefully, he figures it out. But is he just gifted a spot in Rome? I think so. I think that's the benefit of being being uh part of the dream team with J- JT, uh, with Jordan. The ironic yeah. thing, I just did this pod with Shane where we talked about it. Neither, yeah, go listen to that. Neither of those guys is going to qualify on points and they seem to be the leaders of the team. You know, that's the difference. Like when when Tiger and Phil were the leaders of the Ryder Cup team, guess what? They never they you know, for the most part, I know Tiger had some injury years, but like in yeah. when you're talking prime, those guys, guess what? They never missed the team on points. <laughs> like, like they were yeah. just like, I think that's like something that's important to note, like understanding stars. Let's not, let's, you know, Tiger, Phil, Ernie, those guys were lock top 10 players in the world. These guys, this now, like they drift in and out. The only ones that are real locks in the, in the top 10 are like Rory, um, well, that's what I was. Yeah, there's just I mean, people. DJ pop Rory and the Rory love. It's like I don't know what to say. He's there. He, you know, he hasn't won a major, but he's there. He doesn't do this. Rom, so, I would I, say, is in that bucket yeah. early on. Yeah. Uh, Scheffler seems to be trending that way. It's way too early to say that, but like Rory and DJ, they're different breeds than Jordan and Justin. All right. There we go. Um, all right. Should we do some SGS golf advice? Summer Friday hours. Do you have any? I, I did. You said you were pre- prepping a couple. Do we have anybody I got that, one. that went to Beirut? Or uh, I got one. I got one about it. This is a good one. This is, you know, this will hit right. on both of our caddy, caddy roots. Okay. All right. A caddy at a country club near uh, a Pacific Northwest city. You can read okay. into whatever you want. That allows caddies to play on Monday afternoons. Last Monday, I was on the range warming up. That's nice that you get range too on Monday uh, afternoon. Like, that's pretty good. I mean, I, the club must stay open on Mondays. Is it, from reading this, <laughs> go use the range, and then you got to pick up the, all the balls, though. Then you that's, know, then you got to work. That the range sounds after. that sounds like a, a kind of policy a club would enact. You know. <laughs> I think I told the story about how they wanted to open the range early earlier um, at the club I worked at. I worked, you know, I would work bag room and caddy. Um, yeah. And uh, so, like, basically, the great thing about that setup was I just, like, got to pick my loop in the afternoon. I would work the That's bag nice. room in the morning. I would know everybody yep. who's playing. And I'd say to the caddy master, I want this this loop. It was yep. great. Um, but anyways, yep. they the pro wanted to open the bag room or open the range a half hour earlier. They had this crusty old greenskeeper, like a, a superintendent, just like old school. Like it's funny because like talking to people in the in the area, they're like, "Oh, that guy was like old school as old school gets." <laughs> I mean, he would hit balls on the range at like six in the morning just by himself for like an hour. You know, the range wasn't open. He was just like this. So anyways, the pros like, I want the range open a half hour earlier. And they're like, well, one of your guys has to blow off the grass clippings if you want that done. So when I opened the range, I would also strap a, a, a blower to my back, blow all oh the grass cr- clippings off. Then I got to set up the range. <laughs> It was, it was an amazing You're talking tit, about the teeth, right? The tea yeah, box the t- and all that. Box. Trying yeah. to clean it up. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was an amazing so. tit for tat. You know, the, the pro wanted something. <laughs> he wasn't getting it for free. 
you know? <laughs> so You got jammed in between. Yeah. Well, you know. that's the beauty of being at the, the at bottom of the totem pole, you know? Yeah. So anyways, uh, right. so this caddy gets to use the rage. That's amazing. Um, he was warming up for when a member whom I came for the previous week approached me and said, hello. He asked me if I had a foursome. And after I replied, it's just me today, he invited himself to join. That's that's nice, you know. Yeah, a little Does, awkward, a little interesting. I mean, now like the, the thing now, is, now if the he help is playing with them, if he know. asks, "Can I play?" You can't say no, right? In this situation, right? No, <laughs> I don't want to play with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, you can't. He was enough, nice enough guy to caddy for, so I thought it would probably be fine to play eighteen holes with him, and agreed. Although I had really just wanted to hit shots and chill. That sounds like he wanted to smoke weed and just like kind of chill out on the golf course. I think that's Monday what tra- translated. <laughs> just translate that. I wanted to smoke weed and hang out on the golf course. <laughs> on the first, chill. on the first tee, he asked me my handicap. He tells me that. Oh God, he t- get out of here! He tells me that since I'm a two, and he's a seventeen, I have to give him strokes. Just assuming, just assuming no. that I wanted some action. Again, let's go back to this guy just wanted to smoke some weed and play a little golf <laughs> on his off day. And now you have a member. It's not even another caddy. No. It's a member. It's technically your boss, so to speak. You have to put on this facade. Strokes. It's going to be a four-hour yeah. round. He's grinding. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I agreed. Although this was my first golf in over two weeks after a bunch of travel. And I knew I'd be rusty. I caught, like, I've been thinking about this guy. Like, what he had planned for his Monday afternoon was to go out there, just like walk around the course, hit a bunch of shots, enjoy the afternoon, stroll. And now yeah. he's playing with a member, a guy he just caddy for. He's having to give 15 pops. And he says he cautiously proposed a $5 Nassau with no presses. And the member agreed. Okay. On the second hole, he hit his approach off the cart path, OB, into a historic graveyard that flanks the green. He went trapezing into the graveyard after his ball <laughs> and asked me to help him look, which I did half-assedly since it was OB anyways. <laughs> we didn't find it. Shoot! I really liked that ball, he exclaimed. What the hell does that... Who- Really liked that ball. This guy sounds awful. Awful. Which I found a little a bit odd. He took a drop as if the OB were a lateral hazard and proceeded to duff three shots before picking up and conceding the hole. As we walked to the next tee, he stops me in the area where he dropped and asked me for advice on how to hit to play a lofted piss shot from dense rough with the club working against the grain. I thought it was really weird to ask a match opponent for technical advice during a match, but again, I obliged his request. I don't think that's weird. Yeah, it's okay. At this point, it seems like this guy thinks you're his friend. Yeah, right. And the match is, you know, informal, but it's still more formal than than you wanted that afternoon. Well, he's got this weird boss dynamic going on here. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We pushed the front front nine thanks to some horrendous putting by myself and some even worse corpus management by my opponent. He was very engaged in the match, always reminding me of the status before or after each hole. (laughs) He's got a favorite ball? (laughs) Giving you match updates? Guy sounds terrible. Maybe quit your job. Go ahead. You know... uh, I have to say, I was sad to, for the first time in a long time, I was sad to depart with a ball. Somebody at the dog bowl found a Browns ball that I was using at at St. George's (laughs) recently. And I was playing really well. And I was sad on two counts that I lost a ball that I thought was going to be fine. And that I lost the Browns ball because I was going to attribute a good round playing with the Browns ball. But then the go. then the round went really south from there. Came unraveled. Yeah, okay. it was yeah. like right. it was seven. It was it was like eight holes of bliss, <laughs> where I wasn't missing shots, and I was like, "Wow, I, I still got it." And then it, then I realized quickly that I didn't have it. Um, 
At the turn, he asks me if I want anything from the clubhouse bar and buys me a beer. Maybe an important detail as we continue the story. With four holes to play, I'm one up, and he informs me, bad news. I pop on every hole from here to the house. I hate when people (laughs) say that line. I hate it. It's like, okay. Bad news? (laughs) And something just clicks in my head, and I go into battle mode. Having to play, uh, having played a very forgettable round of golf to that point, sitting at seven over par, I did not want to lose 15 bucks to this rich hack. And I get the feeling that if I do, he's definitely going to want the funds immediately because he's really oh, into yeah. the match. Seems like it. We, oh, pu- yeah. we push 15 and 16, then come to 17th hole, which is a dramatic and dangerous par four with a hazard down the entire right side. I hit a good drive and he blocks it right into the hazard. I play conservatively for par, and he ends up taking an eight, and I win the match two and one. On the 18th tee, I mentioned that the match is closed out, and he confirms after a mini, uh, after another mini playing lesson about how to not block it so badly, like he'd done a, uh, like he'd done at 17. We play 18 in a relaxed mood, shake hands after holding out. He proceeds to thank me for the round, then just leaves without even mentioning the $15 I had won in a match that was his idea and the twosome that he'd invited himself to join and which included several mini lessons. I mean, this is a guy's a caddy. And he's updating the match. The match means something. He's aware of the match. He's into the match. He understands their stakes. He's doing it after every hole. And now all of a sudden, he's just, well, I forgot about it. I'm in my car. I, I am sure I will be asked to caddy for this guy again. And who knows? Maybe he just didn't have any cash with him. Well, there's these great things like Venmo now. Venmo. Yeah. It's- and who knows? Maybe. He'd, uh, it, so should I, ju- should I just let it go or ask the status of my money the next time I see him? Or maybe beers just cost $15 at the place. Pretty awkward dynamic, giving our, given our respective economic situations, to say the least. P.S. This club has an initiation fee close to 100 k and monthly <laughs> dues of about 1000 Hey, you know what? Like, we are all put our pants on the same way. That guy owes you $15, and you need to disregard any kind of boss employee dynamics here and demand your money and gen- you know in a polite way in a you should have a, said you know, it right there non-confrontational way hey man i kicked your ass in that match playing you know my d game and gave you five playing lessons where's my money now you know butter it up i'm, I'm being dramatic here but you have every right <coughs> you should go ask hey we we uh we still got to settle up from the match. And by settling up, it means you owe me $15. You know, this is this is a principle. I don't care if he's technically the boss, you're the employee, that whole deal. On principle, you are allowed to ask and you should push for your $15. Where do you land, Andy? Yeah, I, I think you messed up not asking for right away. Yeah, but now it'll be more fun bringing it up after, you know, down the line. Like, yeah, you, know. you can, I think the way you do it is when next time you see him and be like, hey, I remember you never paid me for that win. It's not 15 bucks. He'll win the bet. 10 bucks. It's 10 bucks because he pushed the front nine. Yeah. Okay. 10 bucks. Can I ask you a separate question? Sure. What's 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 the most like? You push the envelope as a caddy. The most you say, talk back, the most upset you got, the most like you you really just had it with someone's someone's nonsense or um tired like you just you really maybe stepped not over 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 the line, but you you, you talked back. You got upset. Um there's this one you want guy me to go. Yeah, there's go this ahead. one guy that cheated all the time. He'd go, he was oh a fluff, he'd fluff his lies. And, uh, and I think he came, it was like the 17th hole and he came over to me and he was like, how's, how's the lie? And I go, I mean, you tell me how the lie is. 
Because I knew he was going to fluff it either way. (laughs) (laughs) And I think he like picked up on my sarcasm. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, the guy just like openly cheated. That's like the worst part about it, right? It's like your cat. (laughs) I was carrying two bags and they were opponents. And it's like, you don't know what to do. Do you tell the other guy like, hey, you know, this guy's like fluffing his lies over here <laughs> i just never caddied for him again you know just, you know and, and listen now I'm he's not, the number one player in the world i'm not gonna lie i'm kidding i'm kidding yeah i as a caddy especially when stakes were they were not stakes in something notorious lie fluffer i mean if you hit it over on the edge of the woods that ball is gonna get kicked a, a yard left you know, I'm going right. to try to help right. you around. Sure. Like, I, sure. the course of caddy at, you four caddy, like half the holes. And like, right. you know, I'm, I'm doing my best to always help my guys out. My guys and gals. <laughs> like, Listen, like, there were things that you didn't need to encounter on the golf course. Lies <laughs> that you didn't need to hit from because, you know, I know this ball is probably not going more than 10 feet with your swing speed if I don't help this out. You know, and I don't want yeah. you to be frustrated. So, anyways, if there wasn't anything of note going on, like if it's the club championship, I'm not fluffing lies. If it, if there's like yeah, a, sure, a small, sure. small match going on, I'm not moving balls. Or, or a small match going on, I'm probably moving balls. But if there's, a, if there seems like there's <laughs> real stakes here, yeah, I'm, re- I'm reading yeah. the room and getting things done for my players. Yeah, right, right. If it's like yeah. a, if it's a ladies' day, or a, you know. A, B, C, D, scramble mixer or mixer, you know, a best ball mixer. I'm moving balls. <laughs> We're trying to expedite <laughs> things. We're trying to move things along here. But that yeah. guy just taking it upon himself at all, at like every turn just got, got under my skin. And then Monday outings was another spot where I was very, I, oh, I would say yeah, that I was a extraordinarily day. checked out with the, with the whole, <laughs> the whole day. Oh, you get terrible bags. Awful. Man. You know, you get it's awful, awful bags. Uh, but you uh, chance to make some real money. What about you? Um so there's a member guest, and I had a loop, and it's uh, it's somebody I like kind of knew, you know. And you know, a member guest, that's the big deal. Like you're you're working three days, two, three days. And you're getting a lot of money. I mean, that's that's, that's your Super yeah. Bowl. You're, uh, in theory, making a lot of money. I did a good job. I did fine. I did well. It was uh, somebody I knew. I, I hustled my ass off. The The team performed well. And, you know, you're all fired up for when it comes time to pay the, pay the you know, pay the piper. And um, he gave me a series of 20s. <laughs> And then asked me to break a 20. No. So it would be around 50 number. Around, so the, the final tally would be a 50. <laughs> and I could, like, I, we did well. I hustled my ass off. And this is the biggest week of the year for a caddy. And I go, what do, what do you, uh, and the Cleveland uh, public transit system is called the rapid, the train, the L, the T, whatever, the subway, it's called the rapid. I go, what are you taking the rapid home? He's like, well, you need change? And I talked back. That's that's the most, I guess, aggressive I got with the guy. He wanted me to break a 20 after at the end of the invitational. After doing a good job. That's that's the most I popped off. All right. Another another time, a- another time someone asked me, I gave a yardage and they said, Can you shoot that? Shoot the yardage? And- you didn't trust? I, I gave him like 55. I mean, like the guy was terrible. He was an awful golfer. Because <laughs> I just walked up to the ball. I just like, you know, he, we were walking. I just walked up to the ball. I was like 55 yards. And uh, he's like, can you shoot that? And I just I just did like the very like I held I, I put the thing up for a split second and put it down. Like there's no possible way that you could <laughs> shoot a yard. Should I go 55 yards. <laughs> That's always that's another favorite of mine. Like I'm not changing the number. Yeah, that's good. 
All right. Uh, I have one on Pebble Beach. We'll do that next week with the U.S. Women's Open. The guy's taking a trip to Pebble Beach. That's one one email. All right. Caddy advice slash golf advice. More more of a caddy caddy tale. So, everyone, enjoy your Fridays. Enjoy the weekend. We'll be back Monday. To uh, will we? Are we doing Fourth of July? What are we doing? I here? think we got to we'll, do Monday. We'll do Monday. Okay. Monday, and then probably Wednesday. I saw. I, okay. I mean, I don't know what's go- like. I women's opens in my in my general area. You know, I yeah. have to dip down into like true Central California for it. Um, you know, we get move away yeah. from the border that I live on. Um, yeah. I, I, everybody thinks I live close. I live like two and a half hours away. Um, it's not close. I'm not doing that. But anyways, I I was looking at it, and it's like I don't know how they they set this date for this historic open. At uh, like the Fourth of July week, like I mean, their their press conferences, all the big press conferences. I was like, gonna go down. I'm going on, down on Fourth of July, and it's like, <laughs> no, I'm I'm not going on Fourth yeah. of July. I'm not going down and working on the Fourth of July. I just like right. like <laughs> that's not something I'm doing. It is an issue, but you know they'll clear it up. By do you the think? Do you think that Eighth of July? Do you think Pebble leverage? that you want to put contin foil no. on said no. like you can have you can have no. this here but it's got to be fourth no. of july week i don't slow week for resort us women's open no ah, that's a good point interesting no i don't think that's what happened but the u.s women's open needs to find a, a good date and it felt like this the ain't it one was too yeah 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 i don't know that, that's a whole separate topic but yeah, I don't know. Enjoy. Well, we'll so I'm just starting to Monday. do it. It's like I, you know, the, you know, what I don't want to do the early morning after the Fourth of July. Drive two and a half hours <laughs> yeah. anywhere, anywhere. You want to work nice and easy, subtly, not not have to work grind. So it's kind of like right? I, I'm looking at the whole schedule. It's like how what am I going to get? I, so I'm probably just going two tournament days next week. That's, you know, the real holiday is the 3rd of July night because everybody's got to work often the yeah. day after the 4th of July. So what's the point of, you know, you know, anyways, you watch your fireworks, you go to bed. All right. Everyone enjoy your weekends. We'll be back on probably the 3rd of July for a, uh, a Monday episode. Talk to you then.